you're now listening to The Midnight Watch, where our motto is, standing on watch for you against bad movies. I'm Philip Powell. I'm Nicholas Allen. We have a special guest. Hey, it's me, Chris. What's up? Hey, Chris Ford is back for this very special review, because tonight's film is Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Civil liberties are being trampled on in your city. People living in fear. He thinks he's above the law. The Daily Planet criticizing those who think they're above the laws. Oh, hypocritical. What'd you say? Considering every time your hero saves a cat out of a tree, you read a puff piece editorial about an alien. It could burn the whole place down. Most of the world doesn't share your opinion, Mr. Wayne. Maybe it's Gotham City in me. We just have a bad history with freaks dressed like clowns. Could have just called it Dawn of Justice. Yeah, no. Well, world's finest, which is what it should have been called. No. The world's <laughs> finest doesn't describe what we saw here, so no. <laughs> no. But this film takes place uh, two years after the event of Man of Steel, where Bruce Wayne is angry over the destruction that Superman caused in Metropolis because Gotham is apparently now a city right next to Metropolis, kind of similar to Detroit and Canada, mm-hmm. separated only by a body of water. Or San Francisco and Oakland. Yeah. I just said Detroit and Canada because we're in Michigan. So. Right. Since they're so close together now, Bruce Wayne is upset. He feels that Superman is a danger to the well-being of every human being on the planet. And even though he's been good-natured so far, if he were to get angry and decide to snap, there's nothing we could do about it. So Batman devises a plan to bring Superman down to size. They cross paths with Lex Luthor, or what this movie calls Lex Luthor. And he has motivations of his own. And there's other crap thrown in this movie as well that we'll talk about later. Phil, what did you think of Dawn of Justice? Uh, I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. Maybe it's just after <laughs> after Man of Steel. Like, I really, despite what I heard or read in the trailers, I really wanted to give this movie a chance, even after <laughs> they savage it by critics. But yeah, like Man of Steel, it didn't leave me it didn't leave me broken like that movie did. It was just kinda like, well, okay. Well, because like you said, it it broke you, so now you're immune to anything you can Because hey, Superman was your character. Yeah, he was. And they big their characterization of him was like the most their characterization of it was not good. I feel like that was kind of better with this movie, kind of, mm-hmm. because they show more of the good name. He doesn't seem like just such a reckless jerk. And so, yeah, I, I can see that. Well, I would make a point to say, I only do the right thing when Lois is involved. I mean... Well... Not necessarily. There's like a 30-second montage of him like saving the people that you see in the fucking trailer. So, uh, yeah, if you've seen the trailer, then you've seen all his good works outside of Lois. Well, okay... Lois. I guess we'll start there. That character should not be in this movie. Without that character in the movie, the movie would have been much better because all she serves is for, oh, I love you, Clark. That's why you're a good person because I love you. And I'm going to need you to save me about three or four times in this movie because I put myself in predicaments in which only Superman can save me from. But then later, it's not really going to make any sense how he's here to save me when there's this other person in danger that he completely ignored but somehow knew that I was in danger and was able to save me in the 30 seconds required. Can I just say something? This is exactly one of the biggest problems I had with Man of Steel. 
why is Lois even there half the time? Like, not convenience, just like Madison. Th- there's no reason for her to be there. And it well, was- and they're trying to make her a more proactive character, but in the process, they basically more or less make her what she's always been—kind a of a in distress. In distress, kind of too proactive for her own good. I'm just saying is that there's these godlike figures fighting in the battlefield, and why is Lois in the middle of it every single time? Like, there's no reason for her to keep putting her nose in this, and there's already enough characters as it is that I actually care about and want to see, and I'm stuck seeing freaking Lois for maybe... I don't know. And you ballpark it better than I can. I feel like she had more screen time than... Definitely more than Wonder Woman, and she had yeah, more screen time did. maybe on par, with the exception of the first bit with Batman... Like, I feel like once Batman... No, Batman was definitely in this more than long. But, man, it just seemed like... Well, I guess it depends. If we're combining Bruce Wayne and Batman, then Batman yeah. has way more screen time than Lois. But if we're just talking about when he's in the suit, then, yeah. him yeah. Batman in the suit has about the same screen, screen time, time as Lois. So, it just... I want to see Batman versus Superman, not Batman and then Lois in the background. Like, this isn't what I wanted. This isn't what I signed up for. Okay, well, on that note, I want to talk about Batman for a second. Uh I felt like Ben Affleck was okay. I felt like the script was underwhelming, and that's why it couldn't have been better, because I'm pretty sure you've seen that video by now, Mm -hmm. the big joke video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I feel bad for him. He embodies basically two out of three qualities of character. He really doesn't come off as world's greatest detective Batman, but the, like, Dark hero who beats fellas to the Pope. He basically never. Well, which is basically hold what on, I was hold on, hold on, no, no, no. <laughs> you said beats them to a pulp, but beats them to a pulp implies killing. But I know that's not what you mean, right? No, that's not. But what I mean. he does kill people in this fucking no. movie. As a matter of fact, there's probably only five people that survive Batman's rampages. Me and Chris were up here laughing during the movie at the amount of people he killed. This is not uh, I wasn't sure if they were de- like so. Are you people, serious? No. Like, okay, okay. No. Well, like the Batmobile scene, I was like, okay, yeah, all these people are dead. <laughs> but I'm saying when he was punching people, no. like there's a scene where Clark is looking at pictures where people have been branded. I wasn't sure if that was implying he killed those well, people not or those just people. that he no. tortured them. We're okay. talking about all the action scenes that we see on screen. There's maybe only five people that survived those yeah. action sequences. All the pictures, we're not talking about that. Every single action scene that happened on screen, maybe five people out of all those action scenes lived. Everyone else died. And it wasn't one of those, well, I kicked him and he kind of stumbled back and I tried to catch him but he fell out the window so I tried to save him but he died no I, I purposely like slit your throat yeah. no, kind I, of death so yeah this is not my Batman you guys can say if you want it or not but he is not <laughs> oh, my he's Batman not. he's not let me give you a few examples of why we know he kills people and I'm not spoiling him because the Batmobile scene he literally runs over someone yeah, and then uses the charred remains of their it's car to, to crush another car. car. No, no, no. And, then, and then, like, he goes through the truck and takes out two guys with the Batmobile itself. All right, one. <laughs> two, there's a scene where uh, he's in the, bat, in the Batwing. He has a Gatling gun and literally just mows down people. And then and then in the trailer during the fight scene, so again, I'm not spoiling that, you see the fight scene, the Arkham the Arkham fight is what I like to call it. Yeah. It basically is from a video game, the Arkham yeah. series. Yeah. He, a lot of this stuff. He literally... <laughs> throws a grenade yeah. into a room and kills people. <laughs> well, technically, well, Chris... Hold on. Technically, Chris, the guy had a grenade 
and Batman hit him, so he dropped the grenade and it blew up on him. But to me, it's no different from Michael Keaton strapping a bomb oh, on yeah, yeah, yeah. in Batman Returns. Yeah. Only That's all smile. I'm saying is, if we're going to say that, like, none of the movie Batmans are like the comic book kid. Because, yeah, Michael Keaton's Batman is just as much of a psychopath. Yeah, but <laughs> talking about this one. Yeah, true. I'm just saying, because some people will say, yeah, why did... You know, why can't he be like Keaton's Batman? Keaton's Batman is a psycho, too, people. Rewatch those movies. But he kills a lot of people. Yeah, but not as much <laughs> it's as It's playing for laughs, so maybe you don't know it's true, but I'm just saying. Well, here's the thing, though, Phil. Michael Keaton played Batman twice. Ben Affleck has played him once, and he has yeah. a bigger body count than Michael Keaton did in two movies. <laughs> And the thing I want to say is, I like the fight scene, that fight scene, mm-hmm. and the fight scene that turns out to be a dream sequence. I like those fight scenes, but the eventual fight scene between him and Superman was really underwhelming to me. I was not invested in it. I was actually kind of bored, because a lot of the shots were already given away in the trailers, and yeah. the shots that weren't were just not that impressive. I know it's a physical limitation because he has on a armored suit that's heavy, so he can't move as well, but it's like, well, that's what I want to see out of Batman, though. I want to see actual flexibility with the fight sequences and not these stiff movements that look completely fake. Oh, well, I can jump in. Well, because I think, and this kind of surprised about the movie, the movie kind of really shows, like, Batman and Superman really shouldn't fight. Because when you look at That's all the do. plot events that have to happen for them to even, like, want to fight, it, it really shows, like, yeah, why do people want these two to fight? Because, I mean, obviously this is different. This is a movie, not the comics. But in the comics, they're best friends. They share the same values. They're both about protecting the innocents. Yeah. Batman, because of what happened with his parents and Superman, because, again, I don't think people really get Superman... Because nope. the whole thing is, people are like, well, why wouldn't Superman kill people? The thing is, the key to Superman is not Superman, it's Clark Kent. That's why Superman doesn't kill people. He doesn't see himself as a guy. He doesn't see himself as this Jesus figure. He sees himself as a man. He's my and Pa Kent's son. They raised him like a normal Kansas boy, and he just can do extraordinary things. So that's why he doesn't, like, kill people or... Have that, like... Well, going off what you said... Dark side, because, again, he sees himself as a human. He doesn't see himself, like I said, as this towering figure. I think the point you were trying to make earlier was, like, at least the reason why they're fighting makes no sense. It is absolutely like, stupid. It literally comes down to a conversation at the point at, the, at that point. But I was like, if, what if you had that same conversation... 10 minutes ago. Because I don't know about you, but it felt like it was like 10 minutes of the movie. But all he had to do was literally say like one sentence or maybe just two. And they're like, all right, well, this is no no point. I think what happened was Superman was trying to begin to fight. No, no, no. Nope. There is no way, because I know what you're going to say. No. (laughs) I'm just saying no. Because it's not that hard to get your sentence across. The only way that this became a fight is because, oh, well, Batman's being aggressive and Superman's had enough. Well, nobody asked you to come toe-to-toe with Batman. If you feel like Batman's going to be aggressive, you can fucking fly. He can't fly. Just hover up in the air, tell him what you want to tell him, and if he doesn't go along with it, then so be it. And then if you know you can hurt Batman so easily, why even bother? Rip the fucking suit off of him and then be like, okay... Now, you're going to listen to what I want to tell you. But when it really comes down to it, Batman just looks like a complete idiot. Yep. 
somebody who was looking for an excuse just to fight Superman. And it's one thing to want to fight Superman and bring him down to size because you feel like if he was more like his Man of Steel counterpart, like if he didn't change, if he was the exact same way he was in that movie where he just kind of rushes in everything, don't really care about human casualties until after the fact, and kind of feels like he's entitled to get praise because he's helping people regardless of whether or not they asked him to, then I can see you wanting to bring him down to size and tell him, look, slow your roll, you're not above being hurt, blah, blah, blah. That's one thing. But then when you want to kill him, that's completely different. And that's what Batman's trying to do here. He's not just trying to beat Superman. He wants to kill Superman, and it doesn't make any sense. And I guess they were trying to explain it through those dream sequences. Yeah, they tried to pull the the age of Ultron. Hey, those dream sequences, like, I got what they were referencing, but they're not weaved cohesively into the plot. Like, we, I think, including us, complain about all the size and age of Ultron, but those are much more cohesively weaved into that narrative than the stuff is in this movie. Yeah, here it just happens at random. Because we want to show you this, but... And the end kind of implies there's something else going on, and I know what's going on, because I read the comics, but I'm kind of like, yeah, I would really... The average movie going on. Yeah, I really want to talk about this movie with somebody who basically only knows about these characters from the cartoon, or just tangentially, like, how... What did they think about this movie? Because, yeah, if I was, like, a normal non-comic reader, I, I would be completely confused by those scenes. Like, why is this here? What is going on? Uh, is this real? What What is going on? And then, okay, I'll give Zack Snyder this. Mm-hmm. I was not a fan of the fact that he had to throw in Bruce Wayne's parents' death again because I'm yeah. so sick of seeing that in every mm-hmm. movie. I kind of like that when he did toss it in, at least he tossed it in in the opening credits. So it's like, all right, thank God. We do not have to wait until the middle of the movie for Bruce to have a dream about his parents being killed so we know his parents. And I I get the idea he's trying to go is like, yeah, like this is Batman's whole motivation is trauma. Although it's weird because they reference the dead Robin, so it's like, is it the fact that you guys just didn't want to have Robin in a Batman movie because people <laughs> would get mad? Because that could have been that moment instead of showing Batman's parents getting killed. That could have been the moment because that's what it is in the comics. That what Batman considers his greatest failure is that he let Robin get killed by the sure. Joker, and that keeps some motivation. Like this is what I'm fighting for. So stuff like this never happens. Yeah. And like, it, I failed nah, this he's, he's too busy. He's, he's in Teen Titans. He's not in Justice League. Well, and I guess, too, they're like, well, we hired these actors. Uh, they're pretty good actors, which they are. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, well, we can't just waste them. Because I was looking, I was like, Martha kind of looks like Lauren Cohen. I could be wrong, but yeah. it looks, and it was. And, uh, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan was his father, which he's definitely lost weight because yeah. he was not yeah. that. Yeah. Skinny before. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow. And it's a nicely stylized scene. I don't like that uh, they have to come back to it again later anyway, yeah. but it's not the entire scene. So I'll give Zack Snyder that. He put it in the opening credits, got it over with so he can move on to bigger and better things. Yeah. And, well, I know, bigger but, things. Yeah, and I guess kind of going off to 
what we said earlier about Lois. Like, I really felt like Alfred was underutilized. He was. Because he's basically Batman. Like, Lois is Superman's moral center. Alfred is Batman's moral center. But that goes back to the writing. Basically the thing that keeps him from going too far. in, In this movie, Alfred is just an engineer. Apparently, because like apparently he does all the well, work. Yeah, and Batman doesn't do shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I did like the fact that Alfred contributed, but <laughs> some of that stuff Batman should have been doing. Like, there's aspects in this movie that I like that I wish the Christopher Nolan Batman films would have done, which would have made them near perfect. I know some people already think they're near perfect. I don't. I think they're really, really good, but they're mm. not near perfect. And one of those things is like, for instance, the fight scenes. I felt like if they used the same choreography and shot them the exact same way that they did in this film, in the Nolan films, that would make them near perfect. Mm-hmm. And also, the voice modulator, thank God for that, because then you don't have Ben Affleck trying to do uh, that voice that Christian Bale did. And it makes sense! Yeah. You actually show that kind of tech, and it's like, well, why couldn't we do this in the Nolan films? I don't- I guess they... What was wrong with the voice modulator? think about it. I guess he thought it was too absurd, but it's like... Yeah, but you thought of every other aspect. You thought of voice modulator in the cow. But you thought about every other aspect, such as all the armored suit, the beginnings of the suit before he changed it and put bad emblems on it. He wires electronics into the cow in the dark night. For yeah. Sound like that. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's kind of like you didn't think of the voice modulator. Yeah. I do like that Alfred was more hands on. I just wish they had done more with him. Because he was kind of hands-on in the Nolan Batman films, mm-hmm. but not to the extent that Jer- Jeremy Irons is, where yeah. he's willing to call Batman out on the shit like, really, you're going to start a war with Superman because reasons? No, because if there's a 1% chance that he is our enemy, it is an absolute. It's like, all right, Bruce. Well, uh, yeah, like I said, he's clearly blinded by rays. That's what they were trying to <laughs> go for is like, this Batman isn't our Batman. This Batman's kind of lost his way. Well, that... That would be fine and dandy if you didn't already do that with Superman. That's the problem with the DC Universe. They want to make every single character... Oh, every single character has lost their way, except for Wonder Woman, which we'll, I'll get to that in a second. But, like, for instance, Martian Manhunter. They haven't made that movie yet, thank God. Because David S. Goyer's original idea for it was that he was going to be an Area 51 experiment who escaped and was angry at the world for a little while, but near the end he comes around and decides to be a protector for good. It's like, that is not the Martian Manhunter. I don't know where the fuck you got that idea from. That's a terrible science fiction ripoff of a ton of other movies that have already come out. We do not need that shit. But speaking of him losing his way and everything, going back to him being angry at Superman because Wayne Towers was destroyed in Metropolis, I just got to touch on the fact that I do not feel sympathy for anybody that died in that building because Bruce Wayne comes to Metropolis... He calls them on the cell phone or calls the lead guy. And he tells him, you guys have got to get out the building. The guy kind of looks out the window. He's like, all right, guys, you got to wrap it up. I'm like, only now? How long has that shit been outside and you just now noticed it? You didn't hear any of the tremors. It wasn't until Bruce Wayne called you on the cell phone. Oh, shit. There's a ship outside. It's destroying them. Oh, we got to go. Let's go, everybody. And nobody leaves. Oh, the ship was destroyed. Seconds later. I guess it's safe now. All right, everybody, go back to work. Then the building gets collapsed, and it's like, oh, we're supposed to feel so bad for them. No, I don't. They were idiots. They should have been gone already. Even the Daily Planet people were on the street by that point. What the hell was wrong with everybody at Wayne Towers? But, oh, we got to find a reason for Bruce Wayne to be mad. 
Well, it's kind of one of those things where, like, the normal people in these movies, they're just lemmings, I feel like. They're so stupid. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> it's just, it, oh, man, it's just so frustrating when you see, like, these people that they're supposed to be you and me. They represent you and me, and then they just, they, they have no thoughts. They don't even know what the fuck they're doing half the time, and they're just there to, like, I don't know, serve some time. Because, like, that, where I'm going with this is the whole Senate hearing subplot. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that whole thing could have been cut out. Like, you finally are going somewhere. An yeah. idea of showing that we need, as a, as a world and as humans, need to put Superman in check. Mm-hmm. But they finally start, they go in this direction where it's like, yes, I want to see this. I want right, to see this. Right, yeah. And then they're just like, nah, fuck it. We don't need that. <laughs> yeah, like, the way they end this, they go for the shock value. And it's like, it is shocking, but it's like, really, Snyder? Because, again... I, I'm with you. I really want to see that because they have this one lady who talks about before about something that happens earlier in the movie, and I thought it was a really emotional scene. So I was like, "Yeah, I want to see Superman have to face some of these people that got caught in the crossfire." And basically, like, this is the moment where he defends himself and says, "Like, this is what I'm about. This is why you don't have to worry." And like, I'm sorry. Yeah. And that's basically, when he becomes the Superman that, that we love. That's central to the character, and then yeah. But instead, Snyder goes for the shot value. And it's like, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's just kind of like, jeez. Uh, Somebody saw The Dark Knight. Yeah, we. I guess we, because it kind of ties into Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. It's kind of the problem with the way Warner Brothers is going, where they seem to want to have this world that feels like our world. In a lot of ways, it does, but then... Zack Snyder also wants to have his comic book cake, too, and it's like, you get super tonal whiplash, and, uh, yeah. Like, as somebody who defended the cast of Jesse Eisenberg, <laughs> I would say I was wrong. He's terrible. Yes. Like, it feels like he watched what Vincent D'Onofrio did as Kingpin and Dale season one and is doing a really terrible impersonation of that. Now, I like, thought... Like, trying to be, like, a different... Spin on the character. I thought he was channeling the Jim Carrey Edward Nigma from Batman Forever because that's pretty much what he was. If he was playing the Riddler, it would have been a fine performance, but as Lex Luthor, it's like, how did you make all this money? Oh, wait, you inherited it from your father, which also kind of, that might be part of the character in the comics. I don't know because I haven't read the comics. Mm -hmm. Did he inherit the company from his father? Okay. Well, okay. But that Lux Luthor... Oh, I get the feeling they're trying to make uh, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor Alexander Luthor, who's a totally different character, who's the son of Lex Luthor in the comics. Yeah, there's three Luthor. <laughs> yeah. In the comics, Lex Luthor has a son who's kind of off. It kind of seems to me that DC is just kind of doing whatever makes them Because based on their implied good. age... Lex Luthor has to be, because he's dead in this movie, well, his father, has to be. They kind of, and the way he acts, they seem to kind of be implying that Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor could be this Lex Luthor's dad. They seem to kind of be subtly implying that. Like, if you want (laughs) to say that, you can. (laughs) Here's the problem. They're doing what Jurassic World did last year, where they hint at stuff like that, but they won't give you a definitive answer because they're waiting to see what best fits their needs later. They have nothing in mind. Like, for instance, 
even though they presented Ben Affleck's Batman kind of just like, well, this is our new take on him. There's a scene where he visits Wayne Manor. I'm like, is that supposed to be the Wayne Manor from the Dark Knight trilogy? Because I swear it's supposed to be. But they won't give you a definitive answer, and it's the same thing with that. It's like, so which is it, DC? Where is this actually taking place, and who are these characters actually related to? Oh, you don't know. Because, like another series, here's the other thing I'm going to get to. This is bordering on spoiler, but it's not spoiler, because everybody knows these aspects are in the movie, but they just don't know how. The introduction of the other Justice League's characters mm-hmm. was very much like the same way they tried to cram in the Sinister Six angle in the Spy- Amazing Spider-Man movie. It was stupid and it was forced in a way in which it completely ruins the entire movie. Because the first act of the movie, I was like, huh, I think this movie's okay. I think the critics might have overreacted. Then the second act, I'm like, yeah. Then the third act, I'm like, oh, okay, I see where all this criticism comes from. The whole entire movie just falls apart because they don't know what the hell they're doing. They're trying to toss all this stuff in mm-hmm. here just so they can get to a Justice League movie and try to reap the success that Marvel has had, but sooner than Marvel did. And it's like, no, that's because hard work paid off. They laid the groundwork. They took their time. Yeah, and that that's what I was going to say. Like, it seems like Warner Brothers... Sees as, oh, well, Marvel had to do all that legwork because nobody knows who their characters are besides Spider-Man, who they didn't own until recently. Like, we don't need to do all that. Our characters are iconic. So it seems like either, A, they don't know how to make these characters, like, humanize them in a way where we're immersed in this world and immersed in these characters and really root for them on an emotional level. Or, even worse, Water Brothers is so arrogant and stupid, they think we're just going to be emotionally invested because of who these characters yeah. are and they don't have to mm-hmm. do any emotional legwork. And either one one is just a sad mistake, the other one is just pure, blind, stupid arrogant. I was about to it say pisses this, me off. I was about to say the same thing about last But I don't movie. know which one it is. I really honestly I, don't. I feel like whoever made this movie, they were saying... We don't need to develop. Well, we know David S. Goyer and Zack Snyder but, and that other guy. But what I'm saying is, is, there's like these people know who Lex Luthor is. They, they know his motivations in this movie. They never, they never, <coughs> they never explain why he's doing this. Yeah, he never does a damn thing. It's always some researcher that he doesn't like. When I think Lex Luthor, I think a genius. That he's doing yeah. this. He's got these reasons. He, he, like you said, he has no motivation. He's not doing any of the legwork himself. And then when you see him at the final end of the movie doing his thing, it's like, you have no idea in the powers you're messing with. The movie doesn't yeah. even go back to think, like, he, he doesn't even think about the ramifications. He doesn't even know what he's doing, even it's if possible. It's work, yeah. And it's just like, eh, it doesn't matter. Plot convenience, it's going to work. It's going to be exactly what he wants. But, God, it's just like, they expect us as the consumer to know who Lex Luthor is and just go with it. I just feel like that yeah, character that's what I'm didn't, didn't like uh, I like it's clear Zack Snyder understands the mythology, but either like I said, David S. Gore or the other writer, like I said, don't know how to build that emotional connection. Because like I said, he gets the ideas. Like even during their fight, Superman, Batman present some good ideas about each other. Like Bat- Superman tells Batman at one point, like fear is not justice. Like scaring people into acting the way. You want them to act is not good, 
And then on the flip side, Batman's like, yeah, men aren't, you aren't brave, men are brave. Like, you, what you do is really not that brave. Like, it, because of the powers you possess. Right, right. You're not putting yourself at any kind of risk. The only people who are at risk are the people you save or don't end up saving. Yeah. You're not really that courageous <laughs> as you think you are. So it's like, yeah, you have this interesting ideological stuff because that's ultimately what this movie is about. Like, if you're expecting a Batman Superman movie about Dennis Kidd, you're going to be disappointed. This movie is entirely about the mythology and the idea of Batman and Superman. Why they would It would have been a good clash. documentary, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's movie. what I mean. Um, speaking of characters... Yeah, Zach, like I said, Zack Snyder clearly understands the mythology. Like I, uh, like I said, I... I don't know about that. Well, from this standpoint... <laughs> From a standpoint, he created, sure, yeah. but not well, as like the characters I said, I actually have no exist. problem with the idea that, like, Superman's like, yeah, I'm just trying to help, but people react like they don't, basically, they don't see a person when they see Superman, which I think is why a lot of people don't like the character, because they don't really know that much about the kid. They just know the mythology and make a bunch of assumptions based on that. People make assumptions about all characters. Well, yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, people think that. Superman's Marvel equivalent in Thor is actually Captain America. He's a guy that represents something, but he sees himself as a guy. So I have no problem with that conflict where Superman's like, yeah, I'm trying to help. Like, this is kind of uncomfortable. You guys treat me like I'm some guy <laughs> that should be worshiping, building statues. And, well, which I will say, I guess, in positive film, and maybe it's because we live in Michigan, I do think they use Detroit very well in a way. Where, like, you could tell very clearly if you live around here what parts of Detroit they used to make Metropolis. And I see the scene that I could have been in had I taken <laughs> off work. Because I, I got called, so side tangent. Yeah. Uh, I could have been an extra for driving. And I was like, huh, I wonder what the driving scene would be. And I'm like, oh, I would have been right there with Bruce Wayne probably dying because of debris. <laughs> but I didn't take it because it would have required me to take like four days off from work and yeah. I couldn't get four days off from work. Yeah. In retrospect, oh, yeah. I like, like, uh, this is just a little Easter egg. Like, the Superman statue is an actual statue that they CGI'd up. It's the spirit of Detroit statue in Detroit for people who don't know. And they just put CGI on it to make it look like a Superman statue, but that's a real statue. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like I said, if you're from Michigan, you can easily tell how they did it. Speaking of Michigan, <laughs> uh, there was a cameo in the movie of somebody, a political figure. I'm pretty okay. sure that was her. Maybe I was wrong. But I swear the governor, as Lex Luthor called, her that he was going to meet at the dinner party after mm -hmm. talking to Bruce and Clark mm -hmm. was Debbie Stabenow. I'm like, oh, oh. okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was her. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> and I hope I'm not wrong. And it's like, Debbie Stabenow, she's never been in a movie. I'm pretty sure that was her. Speaking of characters, I want to talk about Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. Well, you did not get to her. Okay. Before going into the movie, I was really looking forward to the character because all the critics. I read a lot of reviews. Mm -hmm. The positive and negative reviews both cited that she was the best part of the movie mm -hmm. and this and that. So I saw the movie and afterward I'm like, I don't know what you guys saw. I don't think she was bad. I thought she was fine. But she has no screen time to leave any kind of impression on me. Like, like I guess you don't learn you learn zero like about because her. Because they nailed the warrior aspect and the I guess. Aspect. But 
But I agree, you don't. There's nothing there. As a cancer, talking yes. about oh, it'll make you look forward to the Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, for answers to questions, not because of any I mean, I characterization. Was looking forward to that movie based on the test footage. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know about it was for you, but when she was Diana, for the first like two thirds of her screen time was just her walking. And yeah, like distance, and then like you don't hear her talk until. Well, I get Bruce what Wayne, they're like, trying to go for. Oh, mysterious woman in red. Well, and also the fact that one was type of person who turns heads, like you're, she's supposed to be the type of woman yeah, you're whatever, instantly yeah, whatever. gravitate toward. And, then, and this kind of goes back. That to could like, be any woman. This this kind of goes back to like Batman too. It's like how does Batman not know who these people are? Like. You're telling me he's never even Plot heard of or Chris. done like research on Wonder Woman and who Plot that convenience, was. Chris. Whoa! And it has yeah, to be revealed Yeah, it's kind of confusing the timeline because I thought based on the trailer they were going with the idea that Bruce Wayne hasn't been Batman in like forever. No. But nope. At, based on the actual movie, I'm kind of like, well, I'm not sure that's true. No, it's they, not true. No, he's say, been Batman the entire time. <laughs> no, Alfred does say you've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Based on he hasn't taken some a break of the me- yeah, based on some of the messaging and his supposed motivation for wanting to fight Superman, I thought they were going with the Dark Knight. Yeah, where well, he had been retired well, yeah, and came back, retired, but no, he wasn't. Settled down, and that family died in the tower. Hence, why he's so pissed off. Nope. Superman. But no, based on what happened in the movie, like it's like. No, I'm pretty sure he's been Batman this entire time. He just didn't he has. have the suit on him that particular day. Yeah. I'm going to skirt around the spoiler, but I want to say it anyway. It's not a spoiler. Where they go at the end of the movie, I was mixed on. Yeah. I felt like it was interesting. It was yeah, ballsy. It and it, it, hold it on, hold balls. on. Yeah. It was okay. ballsy. Yeah. And I liked it, but it is completely unearned. They yeah. did absolutely yeah. nothing to earn that. Because it's, yeah, I was intrigued too because it's basically a moment straight from the comics. And I get it. Like, I get where it's setting up Justice and it makes sense. But like you said, it's not narratively or character-wise earned. You're trying to speed through to get to the iconic moments. But the reason why those moments are iconic is because of the relationship these characters have that was built up over time. Which, okay, and speaking of iconic moments. Like I moments, said, the comics, like I said, even though people, I don't know why, I want them to fight Superman and Batman are best friends. <laughs> oh, for the same reason, I guess, Cap and Tony have to fight. Oh, wait, that actually had development. Yeah, and that makes sense. Yeah. And they don't really like each And they weren't even the friends, yeah, even though, really despite good. whatever that first trailer tried to tell you. Yeah, I'm sorry, really Tony, friends. you fall on deaf ears. You and Cap are not friends of mine. They're book. really not. But, speaking of iconic moments... Then there's Doomsday. Yeah. Or what they call Doomsday, but it's probably the best interpretation of Doomsday next to Deadpool's interpretation of X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> That's about as much as it's close to Doomsday. They kind of got the origin right. Really? Uh, there's parts of it. Yeah. Parts of it, but... Well, and to be fair, Doomsday isn't that interesting of a character to begin with. But he is a character. He does speak. In right. these he does smallest speak. Yeah. yeah. He has voice. In so. these smallest. He has motivations. He has a motiv- not really. Yeah, he's kinda of like the Hulk. I feel like he just is a being yeah. who destroys Which so, is why I think 
So that is a spoiler. So what's so what's up with the movie Superman Doomsday then? What's so special about that movie if there's nothing? Um, basically, the comic is based on is iconic and basically what happens. Oh, so it has After, nothing to do with Doomsday actually. Oh no, Doomsday is not this great villain. And no, in fact, the comic he's based on, and in I think is one of the most overrated comics, and is literally only iconic because of Shotbay. Yeah, because like he's only yeah, he's only basically he kills basically yeah, basically the idea is because you gotta remember at that point this is Super Ray Superman who is ridiculously overpowered, so it's just the <laughs> idea that oh. Superman, this godlike character you guys built up, can actually die? Wow. Although I will say the follow-up comic what? to the death of Superman is really good. Whatever happened to the man tomorrow. Okay. Especially the Batman stuff, but yeah. Doomsday is kind of, well, actually no, because Venom does actually have a character. Who? Venom from Spider-Man. Don't you he dare. Don't you dare. Yeah, Venom is awesome. I'm don't you dare. I'm trying to think of an appropriate... But yeah, there's not much well, to Doomsday. I gotta ask you a really important question. Then so about this Doomsday. is not really a bastardization of the kid. Okay, well... Now, honestly, it's pretty close to his Okay, origin. well, I take that back what I said. But now I have an important question to ask you okay. about Superman Doomsday. Yeah. Does he kill Superman with the next step? No. It's no. my understanding they do a double punch and they kill each other. No, seriously. Well, it's not, it's not just that. <laughs> Basically, what happens is because Doomsday has claws, Superman's li- like literally bleeding out during the whole fight. So, yeah. Superman bleeds? Yeah. In this particular comic, yeah. And his suit gets completely ripped up. So, basically, the idea is that he died from a mixture of exhausted and like bleeding out. But, yeah, it's basically like, yeah, they punched each other out. <laughs> they punched each other to death. <laughs> One, one of my problems with the whole Doomsday anything, that, that whole section of the movie, was the whole motivation for this movie was the destruction from Zod and Man of, in Man of Steel, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just said, fuck it, we're just going to find Middle Metropolis again, and then we're going to... They, they tried to pull, do that bullshit where, oh, everyone's gone. Yeah. It's <laughs> the weekend, so nobody's at work. I'm like, oh, so there's no janitors in any of these buildings. Or so they go to, they, they go to some... Uh, some area back in Gotham. Yeah, it's some like, island. They're like, oh, it's uninhabited, so it's fine. <laughs> no, I already checked. There's no one here. It's like, you keep my fuck off. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you uh, guys- I will say in terms of Doomsday, how he's used, I do think they made him too big because it's the same problem I had with the fight scenes and Man of Steel where because the characters are completely CGI, there's no weight to when they hit each other. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, the animation is too... I don't... I don't know if fluid is the right word. It's too rubbery. They don't. It's rubbery. It's yeah, not fluid. Yeah, it doesn't feel like beings with a bone structure and solidness to them are hitting each other. It feels like rubbery cartoon kids. It, especially in And it's not even that well shot. It's no. quick cut. It, and, and it's it, dark on top of that. And Oh, there's dust everywhere. Yeah. It's like they're yeah, fighting on Mars. And it's quick cut and. Close-ups to death. And that rubbery look is evident any single time Superman gets tossed, especially by the cape. You can yeah. just see it. It's like, oh my God, and that looks so like, terrible. I'm not saying you guys had to do what Marvel did to have a suit, but is it really that hard to make <laughs> CGI with health to it? Because I don't think so. Uh, well, that requires extra work. That would delay the production by an extra two weeks, and we can't have that. We want the movie out by this date. But it makes for a better action scene. 
That doesn't matter because people are going to buy tickets. It basically hinges on that action scene because that's like our big moment. We see the big three team up. Oh, which I got to say that right now, too. Uh, I just got to call out some extra saltiness for all those people that want to uh, talk about how great Batman is because. Personally, I think Batman's like one of the most overrated comic characters of all time. Thanks, he is thanks to his fan base. People. Yeah, yeah. It's and, strictly because of his fan base. Yeah, and uh, that fan base that wants to talk about how great Batman is. Yeah, tell me about all the things he contributed to this Doomsday fight. <laughs> oh, because uh, I, I saw a lot of running with the grappling hook. <laughs> no, he did literally one thing. Which is another thing I appreciate it because I really thought based on. A lot of this being based in the Frank Miller Batman, I really thought Zack Snyder was going to basically make a movie where he's essentially like blowing Batman. Like, oh, Batman's so great. Wonder Woman, Superman, it's all about Batman. Right. And yeah, I appreciate they show, like, yeah, against a threat of this level, which is why you need Superman and Batman, because Superman can't just like rest around drug dealer where he can, but it's going to be a whole bunch of other crap attached to it because he's Superman. Whereas yeah. Batman can is no issue, but Batman is basically against... And supervillains is basically useless because he's a guy in a costume with right. gadgets. Right, so I would like for these people, once again, to tell me how Superman... I'm, Batman by himself could beat Darkseid with prep like time. <laughs> he couldn't. Oh, no. That's the only reason he has a chance in a Superman fight is because he has a lot of prep time. And because they that's introduce the key, a plot element. But that's the key. With prep time, he could beat anybody, even Galactus. No. Or at least if he couldn't beat Galactus, no. he could put up a good fight. No. What were you going to say? No, Chris? I was going to say, you're completely right on that aspect. But I will say, at least they made Wonder Woman seem badass during that one... Well, it's not that hard. <laughs> she's an Amazon warrior. She's a demigoddess. Yeah, she just had a sword and she sliced stuff. That's it. Yeah, she has unbreakable bracelets and shield that's pretty strong. And even the lasso showed up. Yeah, lasso. Cool. Indestructible lasso. Yeah. So I just yeah, missed the invisible jet. It's not that hard. <laughs> no, it was there. I mean. Oh, yeah, that was well, right. could have been. <laughs> No, she had. A, she was on the plane. It, it, it could. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I'm just saying she doesn't seem to be as strong as her comic counterpart, where her comic counterpart can fly. They seem to imply she can just like she's basically like old school from the 20s Superman. She can jump large yeah. distances. Yeah. And has super strength. So you're saying she bunny hopped there? <laughs> yeah. I guess so. She had to get to the pull fight somehow. Pull the angly Hulk. <laughs> Or, hey, I'm just going with my canon reason, which is that they didn't want to show it because they thought it would be ridiculous if people would freak out, but she got an invisible jet and... Just hold it over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was still there. It was just on aisle, a pilot. Yeah. But uh, I guess we'll give ratings and then we'll go into the spoiler section because I know well, there's something that Chris wants I feel to like, I feel like... Yeah. Is okay. there anything you actually thought it did well? Because I feel like we've done a lot of shit I thought the mythology... Ben Affleck was alright. I thought that Henry Cavill was better this time than the last time. I thought the solo fight scenes with Batman were good. Uh, Some of the way that the cinematography was good in the beginning. I didn't Mm -hmm. like all the stuff toward the end where it was just overblown and too much stuff being in. It became Man of Steel all over again with the problem I had with those fight scenes. Mm -hmm. But uh, hmm. And I thought it, it 
for the first act, it built the stakes well. Yeah. It just yeah. dropped the ball for Shep, babe. And for the which, sake of fitting in a bunch of characters that don't belong. that I'm going to bring up in the spoiler section that I read that really ticks me off. Or there's things that I read too. Two things that I read too yeah, that well, we can talk. I was about to say I thought this was one of the yeah, better. Yeah, I, uh, I did like it. Uh, I thought this was one of the better uh, portrayals of Bruce Wayne. Like normally, Christian Bale, I don't, he was a good Batman, but I felt like the Bruce Wayne aspect of it was pretty terrible. But like, I don't think bad, terrible. Well, what is it? Clearly presented as the whole Bruce Wayne thing is an act. Where where I will say this, this is probably the most balanced between the two yeah. since Michael Keaton's Batman. Eh, I'm not really seeing, like, what the difference is. Like, between the performances, like, what is it that was lacking, and what's Bruce Wayne's personality that's lacking from the other performances? I don't know. I just feel like I watch those movies because when he's in the cave, not... In this one, I actually liked it when he was doing his whole Bruce Wayne shtick, or whatever you want to call it. Like, I thought it was fun and I could at least enjoy it whereas other ones I was just like waiting for Christian Bale to get into the bat suit I'd argue I've been the same across all Batman films I'm always waiting for him to get in the suit I don't really care about the stuff in between I didn't feel any different here just felt like Ben Affleck he did commit to the role it's sad how the movie turned out as you can see on his face in that video but uh for what it's worth, he's one of the better parts of the movie, and a solo Batman film, not under any kind of direction or influence from Zack Snyder, could be Which good. Which I don't think it will be. I'm pretty sure he's going to be directing. I don't know who's writing the script, but I'm pretty sure it is. As long as they shoot and the I action scenes the same way. Like, the only thing you need to carry over from Snyder is the choreography yeah. and the way it's shot. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I will Everything say else, too, yeah. scrap. Like... Uh, as always, Zack Snyder knows how to do visuals and he knows how to choreograph a fight scene when real people are involved. Yeah. I, I don't want to hammer this home for too long, but mm-hmm. on that same topic, I thought there was a lot of fluff. And, like, there were times I went yeah. over to Nick, I was like, why is this in slow motion? Yeah, there was way too much slow motion. Because like, Zack Snyder and, is his thing. And without spoiling it, there were at least four times where I thought the credits were going to roll and it didn't. <laughs> it kept going. I'm like... <laughs> And roll... Cr- oh. <laughs> Alright. And roll... Nope. Really? This is kind of like The Return of the King. This movie keeps going and it's supposed to be over already. And yeah, Galado was fine and Harry Cavill was fine. I just wish they let him emote and do more. Because I don't think he could be Superman. <laughs> like, fully. Well, he kind of... Kind of found his way there. Kind of. Here, but... Yeah. Script let him it's down. Just, yeah, and then it's also the problem I have with Man Steel, which is they didn't develop the Clark Kent thing, so you really have no read on Superman. And he doesn't seem like he has any agency of his oh, own. That's another thing. Uh, he feels like he's basically a victim of the forces of the plot. It, nah. Which I have I no problem with the conflict between his human and the alien side. I'm just saying, I. I wish they would give him some kind of internal life, oh. which I think is what they were trying to do with having Lois in this, but it didn't completely It's work. so forced. Which reminds me, I, I need to talk about and, that. Uh, oh, yeah, and then, especially since I thought they could have used Diane Lane more as Martha Kent, because they basically do the same thing that frustrated me with, uh, why am I blanking on his name? <laughs> Who played Jonathan Kent? Uh... Oh, Kevin Costner, there we go. 
it, they did the same thing where what she says, I get what they were trying to go for, but because of the overall tone of this movie and the way Zack Snyder directed Diane Lane to deliver that line, they they yeah, really make these genuine. movies. Well, not only that, but they make the kids come off as sociopaths. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> which is why basically this everybody's gonna love makes you. Sense. Yeah, it's basically like, oh, everybody's gonna love you, okay? And, now, and I, if they I don't, get, fuck them all. And yeah, that's the way it comes off. Yeah, but I don't think that's the way they wanted it to come off. I think what the way they wanted it to come off is her saying like, "You don't have to be Superman." At the end of the day, you're yeah. Clark Kent. You're my son. You don't have to do this just because your dad said you have to be this. Doesn't mean. You have to be this. You can make your own. And even he didn't say you had to be this. In fact, he tried his best to make sure you didn't become (laughs) this. In fact, having himself die needlessly to save a dog so you didn't have to become this. But in a way, well, because I get it, because he knew how people were gonna react. Because at first, people would be like, "Oh, it's awesome, yeah, this." Yeah, because they don't remember the. And then they would be like, "Oh, but." Yeah, because the small town, from because the small town totally the forgot town. about what he did for the school bus. Well, now they kept it under wraps. Yeah, right. Ain't no way. and like I said, that that was why I had that big problem where they just kind of rushed through the origin story, man. Still, because like I said, without that context, like I said, they make Superman and by a stitch his parents come off as sociopaths in this movie. Like they completely like any empathy or relation to your emotions like I said I don't think that's the way they want it to come across but that is the way it comes across to most people well okay. which is why this got savaged by critics and is getting very mixed reviews from average people yeah a B cinema score which but yeah I guess we can go to right hold on hold on oh, buddy okay. I have uh, one more thing to oh, say okay my bad Alright, so uh, me and Chris saw this in IMAX. Yep. I liked the IMAX viewing experience for the movie. I felt like there was actually some decent 3D moments. Like, I didn't feel like I completely okay. wasted my money on 3D. I saw this in 2D regular. <laughs> yeah. No fuss, no muss. Yeah, but uh, that kind of doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things when it comes time for my rating. Okay. So. Alright. Like I said, I didn't hate. I guess I'll give it a rent to. Because I didn't think it was unwatchable. Like I said, intellectually, I liked seeing where the pieces were going because I'm a comic book fan. So I could basically pick 20 minutes before it happened. I basically knew where this movie was going. And like I said, I think they handled the mythology of Superman better than Man of Steel. It's still a work in progress to the point where I really wish Warner Brothers had more faith in themselves and had made Man of Steel 2 first because I think this would have been a lot better movie and a lot better received if they had done Man of Steel 2 first and then released this movie but and like I said Ben Affleck's good Batman it's a different portrayal of the character but it's fine the way they set up future movies is fine I thought Gary Doe was Mine is Wonder Woman. We'll see how so Because I do see a tiny problem, and I don't know if it's that he, she can't act, but I, <laughs> some, of, some of her line delivery was awkward, and I don't think it's the fact that she can't act. I think it's the fact that English is not her native language, and she you know hasn't had a lot of roles before this where she had to talk a lot. Well, she talked quite a bit in the Five of the Furious movies. It kind of. 
uh, for somebody of English as their strong suit, that would have really came through in the Fast and Furious movies with yeah. as much as she talked. It's not like she was, uh, let me see, who's somebody I can think of. Or uh, maybe it's the fact that they tried to give her a bit of an English accent. Did they? Yeah. I didn't notice it. They, they were trying. I think she talked like she did in the Fast and Furious movies. But yeah, like she's fine. The summer visuals are spectacular. It's just like I said, the emotional connective tissue is not there, so it's not something I can really recommend you rush out to theaters to see. Definitely not for And me. I'm saying this as a comic fanboy, so you would think like <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you would think and I'm the guy who's usually the most lengthy superhero fan, so you would think Marvel superhero films. Yeah. <laughs> More so than anything. We've had this discussion. Yeah. I know. I, it's not like I have anything against DC. I'm just more familiar with the Marvel cares, but if DC made better movies, I would love them Are you too. sure? Because I, I saw you yeah, choosing between I, a Captain America shirt and a Batman shirt, and you <laughs> set the Batman one on fire. <laughs> Because I, I love the DC animated universe. I've watched literally oh, yeah, their movies. Animated the animated movies are great. I watched all the shows. I, I, I do have to disagree with you blatantly because we were talking about this is a complete tangent but about the animated movies. I fucking hate Damian Wayne. I'm sick and tired of him as Robin. And then two, why is Superman such an asshole in those animated movies? Because it's the new 52. God, it's so terrible. It's the new 52. But that's a whole different thing. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. All right, so... Should I go or do you want to go? Uh, but like, I might need a little help though, because I don't know what I would call uh, it. So, so basically, what it comes down to is I don't want to see this movie again. <laughs> so and, it's a stupid. And, or uh, if you hated it, it's a no, 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 no. So like, what? So what's like lower than a rental? Like that's basically. Skip like, it. All right, that's where I'm at, then. Because like, it's one of those things where I thought it was like I said, I liked Batman, like you said, Ben Affleck as Batman was fine. I liked the Arkham. By Arkham Field because I love those video games mm-hmm. and I think that played well in the movie. Mm-hmm. But that whole ending just was pretty terrible. The CGI was terrible. Um, I, I like I said, I felt like they had these ideas early, but then mm-hmm. they never actually got to it, and it was kind of a letdown. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the execution is lucky. And then we'll get into this in the spoiler section. But there's just some simple storytelling things that make yeah. no sense. And it's just there to pad out the runtime, which it already is too fucking long. Yeah. So, like I said, whatever, it's just below rental is what it is. For skip yeah, it. Skip so. it. Uh, bag over there. I think I'm going to take the... Ah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, you didn't see that bag to get it to Gallo. <laughs> no, that, the gallows is still full with the bones of London has fallen. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, stuck between a rock and a hard place. I think I'm gonna give it a rental. All right. It's bordering on a skip it, but I know for reasons I'll get into during the spoiler section. I'll watch this again, but when it comes on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. But uh, I give it a rental. I don't feel like it's anything that anybody should rush out to see. I mean, if you're a diehard fan, you've probably already seen it. There's no reason for me mm-hmm. to tell you. But if you're on the fence, then you might want to wait until it comes out on DVD and watch it that way. Mm-hmm. Movie is overlong, and I don't feel like it's completely worth the inflated ticket prices to see a movie this disappointing on the big screen. Yeah, because it's really not that heavy on action. 
No, it's not. There's a lot of talking. And as a matter of fact, most of the action they showed you in the trailer yeah. is in the third act. There's nothing hardly in the first two. Mm-hmm. So. So I guess we can go to the spoiler section? Yes. All right. This is the spoiler section. Uh, trying to think what I wanted to start with. Uh, I know what I wanted to start with. If you want, well, we'll save the stories for the tail end. If you, you said you read something? Yeah. We'll talk about the stuff that's in the movie first, and then the stuff that we read. Oh, no, this is something in the movie. Oh. That's in the movie that wasn't cut from the movie? Yes. Okay, yeah, you can go ahead. Um, yeah, that, uh, opening scene... Not it, it's not that well done, but here's what pissed me off. Do, do you know who the character who got shot is supposed to be? What character? What are you talking about? When Lois is in Africa. Oh, oh, Jimmy Olsen. Yes. I didn't find any confirmation of that though. No, it, it is supposed to be Jimmy Olsen. I read that. <laughs> Basically, what happened was, which is stupid because if you remember Matter Steel, maybe you don't. I do. They gender bent Jimmy Olsen. He was Jenny Olsen in that movie. And then two. Maybe that was just his sister, Phil. No. <laughs> and then two, basically, what happened was. Zack Snyder was like, yeah, we've got too many supporting characters for future movies. That you so, don't already need. But so, whatever. yeah. So, we <laughs> don't really have anything to do with Jimmy Olsen, but we have this good actor, and he's an iconic character, so why not use him? And basically, that's part of the deleted scenes is he directly introduces himself as Jimmy Olsen. And basically, oh. Snyder's whole idea was supposed to be is it's the throw off the audience is shock value again where you're supposed to be like, oh, Jimmy Olsen, he's going to be a big character. Nope. And boom, no, he gets shot and you're supposed to be like, oh my gosh, shit just got real. (laughs) Jimmy Olsen died. We have to give some context to people that haven't seen the movie. Like In the very beginning of the movie, they're in like the Middle East. They're in Africa. No, they named the country, and it is a real country. I'm trying to remember. But it's in Africa. Yeah, it's in Africa. And so, like, uh, so Lois Lane's there to be a reporter, apparently. Yeah, she's and she's being some escorted. Kind of warlord. And she's interviewing some kind of, yeah, some warlord. And Terrorist her, her partner is trying to smuggle in some kind of tracking device, and yeah. he gets it's killed. Awesome. And so, like, that's why I feel like you may give no content. <laughs> Oh, well, I want to say too. Well, it's the spoiler section, so I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you saw the movie. But if you didn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. But also- and it's just, and it, 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 it's not only dumb because it's like, really, you want to put Jimmy Olsen in there just to kill him? But it's also like, it shows why Snyder is not the right person for this because it's like, really. Well, you're like, really? And it's literally like a lot of things in the action movies, they're just for shock man. It's like, you know what? The it, shock man is there. It's, it's funny. just like, you know, really? for a fact that that's a deleted scene that he introduced Yes, himself? I know. Okay, for a you fact. know what's funny about that? Because he talked about it. You know what's funny about that? Because a lot of people figured out that that's how I knew the character was Jimmy Olsen, because I kind of thought that. Because Lois and Jimmy, they work together, and he's a photographer, so I'm like, is that supposed to be Jimmy? Then when he died, I was like, maybe not. Maybe he's just a random guy, and Jimmy will be introduced later, but then I read up, like, no, that's 
part of the okay. deleted scene. Okay, you know what's funny about that, <laughs> that entire situation? It has no reason to be a deleted scene, only for the fact <laughs> it's a deleted scene because Zack Snyder didn't want to piss off the audience when he released it theatrically. He's like, oh, so all my money will be mine by Supposedly that they had to cut it because I guess in the real, the R-rated cut, that hence why it's R-rated, you actually see him get shot. I don't know if you see the bullet go through his head, but you do. Probably a blood Where in the movie, you they cut away. Yeah, it's probably just a Well, hell. <laughs> this still shouldn't be and a like scene. You, said, you just should have had that entire thing, but just cut away. Thought it would be a great moment for shot value but, or building stakes, but really it's not. It's just like. Yeah, and it would have pissed really? off audiences from the get go. Because that's literally five minutes into the, the film. the wrong person to be making these movies. Because it's like, you really don't get it, dude. Okay. <laughs> you really don't get it. <laughs> then, the thing I wanted to talk about earlier involving yeah. Lois. Oh, that plot convenience at the end? Yeah, okay. They so, tried to have a moment like oh, Superman 1. Hold on, hold on. But it was completely hold on. forced? Oh, okay. Hold on. The <laughs> fact that Lex Luthor was able to kidnap both Lois and Martha Kent, but Superman wasn't aware that Martha was kidnapped, but somehow knew Lois was kidnapped, not only that she was kidnapped, but was able to get to and save her when she was pushed off a rooftop with maybe 20 seconds till impact or less... He was able to show up and save her on the spot, but was shocked that Martha Kent was also kidnapped. It's like, okay, how do you know that Lois is in trouble at any given time, but you I, have no idea that Martha's in trouble? I think they were trying to apply with that scene. He heard her screaming and said, No, no it's the power of love. flyers at, like, mock whatever. Nah, and, no. And basically get her across Metropolis in, like, two seconds. He no, faster no, than it's plot convenience. And on top of that, <laughs> It's gets even worse because then they use that as the driving point for him to fight fucking Batman. I'm like, really? And well, because Super- otherwise Superman would have no reason. Why would he want to fight Batman? Yeah, but what makes you think that like, Lex is going to... doesn't agree with his methods. What makes you think that Lex is going to let her go once you do kill Batman? It's stupid all the way around. It's like, why trust the villain? You would have been better off convincing Bruce Wayne to fight Superman because you're going to kill Alfred than to have Superman fight to kill Batman because you kidnapped Martha, who also happens to have the same name as Bruce Wayne's mother. It's like, Also, uh... Actually, I got... It's also kind of black convenience because... They introduce him, man, still. Superman has all his powers, including X-ray vision. And as far as we know, Martha Kidd is not in a landline building. Not to mention, in Man Steel, they established Martha Kent taught him how to pinpoint on specific sounds. So, awesome. in theory, Superman, all you have to do is fly up in the sky, basically block out everything else, Listen specifically for his mom and bone flying. That's what he did in Superman Returns. Yeah. Also, <laughs> also, if anybody out there wants to use the excuse, well, Lex could have called and had her killed. Well, first of all, Lex said, if he calls, she's dead. If I don't call, after a specific time, she's also dead. Because he doesn't call, so they start the little time where he has an hour. So you could have killed Lex, killed whoever was coming to pick him up in the helicopter, or incapacitated them you're Superman yeah. so you don't kill them but you could have incapacitated them both and then flew to the location using what you said flew to the location and rescued her no harm no foul and then it's also pretty 
unintentionally funny because this whole time Batman's just standing on a rooftop with the bat signal going, waiting for Superman to come there. And if this whole situation hadn't happened with Lex, Superman would have never shown yeah, up. Like so he would have been waiting on the rooftop. How it should have been. Dude. <laughs> yeah. It's so stupid. I can't take the ball from this. And then. Alright, so like, so we're at the part of the movie with post-fight. There's something I have to spoil because like it really bothered me. The spear. Okay, so Batman makes a spear of kryptonite. Yep. Fine, whatever, that's cool. <laughs> he gets to the point where he's about to kill Superman. Yeah. Completely different topic, but Lois shows up. Don't kill him, whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what does he do? He throws the kryptonite spears in the room and he runs off to save Martha. First mistake. One, wouldn't Batman just like break it off or like keep the kryptonite himself, like just in case? But that's his own thing. Fine. So he leaves the kryptonite spear. What does Lois do? She goes, picks it up, and throws it into a pool of water. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I was like, all right, this is how they're going to introduce Aquaman. He's right. Like, because they're on an island, so I thought what was going to happen was going to somehow end up in the ocean. Aquaman was going to show up. And he ends up killing Doomsday. Okay, so no. That's and not everybody was going to wonder what Batman Summer going to look like. Oh, who? Who the F is this guy? <laughs> and the movie's going in there. Okay, so that's fine. Boom, Justice League. Didn't, See you in Justice That's not where it went. <laughs> nope. Okay, so what happens is Lois goes. She leaves, right? She goes outside or some shit. Yeah. She comes back realizing we need the spear. So what does Lois do? I'm going to dive in and try to get it myself. <laughs> so she gets trapped underneath a stone in the water drowning. And once which, again, you think Aquaman is going to show once up. Again, once again, you think Aquaman is going to save her. Nope, doesn't happen. <laughs> Superman is in the middle of the fight with Doomsday, looks over to the right. I need to go. Screaming and gurgling like I need to go save Lois again. And then he has, and then she saves her. I'm going to get the kryptonite. He barely can come up the surface because he's holding that kryptonite fucking spear. <laughs> and then what, is, what do they do? She takes it, throws it again over a piece of rubble. And so they can make out. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> what happened. It's just like, that whole sequence of events made no fucking sense. It's like, why did Lois take the spear in the first place? Why did Batman to leave the spear? To get away from Batman. No, no, but at that point, Superman was, was already like, out of here. She literally picked it up when she was alone and threw it in the pool well, of water. I think I think it was so nobody else can get their hands on it. But still, like, it makes no sense. They're in a, they're in a building. They're in, because like, they were fighting inside some kind of, like, kind of like a government building like yeah. what like you think why is there a fucking pool of water in the middle that goes into nowhere but again it's just like what i said before the small storytelling things like when you tell a story this needs to happen because of this and then this happens because of that this one it was just like these sequences have no like line of thinking mm-hmm. it was just a way and, for uh, her to get trapped yeah. in the water for superman yeah. to save her and going off that uh how about the fact that uh, Superman was surprised by what's basically a novelty fact in the comics that both of their mothers are named Martha. It's basically just a coincidence. And he's shot by the ass like, wait, you know enough to know he's Clark Kent, but you don't know his parents' names? Like, is this... Why did you say that name? You? <laughs> Why? Why did you say that name? I, I get what they were trying to go for. It's supposed to be this big moment where... Our fates are intertwined. Well, not only that, but it's supposed to be the idea that this whole time Batman is viewing Superman like Lex Luthor, the rest of the humanity is like this god figure, and he's afraid of him, 
And it's supposed to be like at that point you realize a humbling moment. Yeah, Superman is a man. He's a person. He has a mom just like me. He's bleeding like he's a person. <laughs> like I was completely wrong about him. <laughs> but the way it comes off is like comical because it makes Batman <laughs> look like a complete and utter moron because it's like you know he's Clark Kent, but you don't know his parents' name or you just didn't do that much re not to mention it's kind of like well Superman it, it, it makes sense how he knows badass Bruce Wayne he could have used this x-ray vision at any point I don't need them to show me him using x-ray vision to look under the cow I can read between the lines and assume when they were fighting and he told them like kill the bat he was basically looked and saw who Batman was was like yeah stop doing this or <laughs> next time <laughs> I'm going to have to get serious. Which was you. also comical because so, Bruce yeah, Wayne talks to nobody. I didn't, so I didn't need a scene where they show clearly like, oh, this is Superman finding out. Like, I can read between the lines on that. But yeah, it is kind of like, so because this version of Bruce Wayne is such a meathead, it is kind of like, so how did Batman figure out Clark Kent is Superman? Well, hold on. I mean, there are definitely some coincidences that will lead you to that conclusion, but I'm just saying, how? Oh, because like any person, he can tell what he looks like without glasses, though. It's not that hard. It's like, oh, you had on glasses, but, uh, you're not fooling me, son. I can see who you are. Well, that's fair, especially since, as Clark, Superman really doesn't act differently. He doesn't do the usual, like, different body posture, like slump shoulders and Nope. Squeaky. Even as a firm Boys. handshake. Yep. <laughs> and another thing that was stupid, during the fight scene, there's a point where, okay, he's already gassed Superman with kryptonite. Superman was weakened. He beat on him. Then it wore off, and Superman started kicking his ass. Then there comes a point where there's a distance between the two of them. Batman revs up to throw another fucking grenade, and instead of Superman just flying across and pouncing him through the wall, he oh, decides hell, to... you have heat vision. Burn the gun so he has to drop it. No, no, you decide to run at him like a normal person, and then you get gas again. It's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? You have... Yeah, like I said, for the fight to be an even fight, they basically... Had to be stupid. Like all, yeah. Superman doesn't even have super speed. They basically just act like he can fly and run. It's like, heat vision, you could have destroyed the gun. Or hell, you could have grabbed the gun off his waist while you were fighting and you had to bash, broke it in half. Or like I said, you could have ripped the suit off him completely rather yeah. than, oh, I'm just going to toss you around. No, once you have him in your grasp... Rip the suit off him. Hell, even Iron Man 3, that garbage film. <laughs> even Aldrich Killian had enough sense to take War Machine off the fucking suit. Are you kidding me? That's true, because they, like I said, they don't establish that his suits may have something Superman can't be like lead. As far as we know, it's like... Just a Super steel. metal. Like, yeah. yeah, so he should be able in theory to crack it like an egg and pull Batman out. And then after that, fight over. And then that iconic line from the trailer, when it actually happens in the movie, it's really, really stupid. Yeah, He crashes like, the Batmobile into Superman, that? and Superman's like, next time your signal shines, don't come. The bat is dead. And then he's like, tell me, do you bleed? And Superman just leaves like, get the fuck out of here. And Batman's like, you will. And there's nobody yeah, there. It's it like, just makes Batman come off as like a... 
angry teenager. It's like, why? Hey, why is that your response? And B, like you said, who are you talking to? Superman is gone. Like he doesn't even. He's just like whatever. That's like what, that's whatever, what I, dude. That should have been one of those moments where like Batman should have been like. What the fuck, man? I was I was literally chasing these guys. They got away. Like I would have been like, and, yeah, and Batman has every reason to be mad at Superman because at that point, Batman is trying to rob Lex Luthor because Lex Luthor is the one who finds the kryptonite, so he's trying to get it. So yeah, he literally could have been like, it would have been made sense for him to be mad. He would have been like, do you have any idea what you, you just did? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I stopped the criminal. He would have been like, you're an idiot. No. <laughs> Lex Luthor has the one compound in the world that can kill you. I was trying to steal it, and you just stopped me. Why were so you trying to Lex steal Luther it, though? So Lex kills you, you have nobody to blame but yourself, <laughs> and then Batman calls the Batwing and then leaves. He yeah. should have been the one who just left. Or, and then but then again, but I will say... Like, I will say, oh. that was like the scene in the animated, the last animated movie where like Green Lantern stops the thieves and Batman's yeah. like, did you know where the Scarecrow is? Where is he keeping it? Who is his target? I didn't want them captured. I wanted to question them, you asshole. <laughs> but then again. Like, I wanted information. Like, you don't understand. I beat people up so they tell me things. You have a power rate. People will just tell you stuff. I'm a person. I have to beat information. But then again, in this scenario, even but if Batman would have told him, hold on, hold on. Okay. even if Batman would have told him that, then all Superman would have had to do is be like, "Well, why are you after it?" <laughs> then Batman's caught in a lie because he can't say, "Well, because I plan to beat you with it." It's like, "Well, I don't have to explain myself to you." And then, he's, <laughs> then he grapples away. Like that's what he should have done. Yeah, grapple away to the Batwing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and then it would have had a problem with Lex Luthor wouldn't have been able to have time to build Doomsday because Superman would have flew into Lex car immediately and been like, <laughs> where is it? Because, <laughs> again, despite what people say about the whole Superman snapping Zod's neck gave him the value of life, that's bullshit. Not, based <laughs> on what we see in this movie, he has no greater value on life than he had before. And there are plenty of points where he's very close to killing again. And the movie just treats it like a normal thing. And I have no doubt that, yeah, if Lex didn't tell him, Superman would have, he wouldn't have killed him, but he would have started breaking arms to Lex Luthor to the kryptonite. No, I don't even want a broken arm. <laughs> he's still alive, isn't he? Just a broken arm. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, so you would have had the problem of no Doomsday. Because like I said, Superman would have came, grabbed up Lex Luthor and been like, where is it? And then be like, all right, you got two choices. Either I'm going to break your arm or burn you with heat vision. You're going to tell me where the kryptonite is. Then Superman would have thrown it in space, probably threw it into the sun, and that would have been it. <laughs> oh, and then also, uh, I guess, so we can talk about the sports section. Uh, yeah, Nuke is Superman. Like, I get what they're the trying to do. The imagery from the Dark Knight Returns. Doomsday is too big of a threat, but it's like, well, once again, that goes back to what Chris was saying earlier. Oh, well, it's so, they're so far into the atmosphere, it won't have any negative effects. We'll be good. It's like, okay, I guess. Which is not completely true. No, not at all. Because there's still debris. And then yeah. the other thing is, we know Superman can breathe in space, but you don't know that Doomsday can breathe in space. <laughs> right. Or hell, Superman could have punched him far enough. 
Doomsday's just floating in space. He can't hurt anybody. Or he could have pulled a Superman 4 and threw him into the sun and blew him up. <laughs> and that would have been it. I think that's what he was trying to do before I they do, knew I do too. But then you guys just don't do because you're worried. And you're like, oh, we can't trust Superman, which wouldn't make would make sense if Harry Lennox wasn't there. Who's the general? People might not remember. He was the general. Yeah, Man of, Man of Steel. That's Superman. Yeah, along with his so assistant, he, who right. thought he was Superman was <laughs> yeah. So He knows Superman personally. So it's like... <laughs> well, and then... So basically what you're trying to say and is... And to be fair, he was the one person trying to talk them out of it. Like, yeah, you guys do know what's going to happen if we kill Superman. This doesn't work. We're basically fucked. Because... <laughs> As far as we know, we don't know about the other meta humans. As far as we know, Superman is the only thing that can kill Doomsday. So if it can be killed, right? And, and then that's the thing. It's like so you guys do realize that in the end, it's your fault that Superman got killed. He might have killed Doomsday, but the fact is, he probably would have killed him by tossing him into the sun. But since you nuked him, you gave Doomsday a way to come back and leave Superman out of the action for a while. And then you also gave him the bone protrusions that he used to stab Superman and kill him. Yeah. So, that's all your fault, technically. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, there's only two spoilers I feel like we need to talk about. You just mentioned it. At the end of the movie, Superman dies, which can't have a Justice League without Superman, so... Right. But, that's like, well, but I get what they're trying to do to Rowling Point. It makes sense that Batman would be the one to bring Justice League together, not Superman. Well, if he had been more level-headed, he could have brought him together with Superman. And then, yeah, yeah, and then the second spoiler... I'm just saying it makes sense as a Rowling Point. And then the second spoiler we haven't talked about was introductions to Cyborg, Flash, and Terrible. Aquaman. And it's all pretty shitty. Um, only I, because... I was like, like eh, I get what they were trying to do. Basically, they were trying to speed through to get to Batman's dossiers because that's a big thing in the comics is Batman has a fire on every uh, yeah, member of the Justice League including not to kill them well, just that- in case and he's basically <laughs> like basically Batman's the one who keeps the Justice League in check because okay. he's the one human on the team. Isn't that just like the whole point of like the Tower of Babel storyline is yeah yeah and uh, what was the that, Justice League Doom or what was it yeah. that Batman basically takes out the entire Justice League and which makes sense because it's not Batman's dossiers. It's Lex Luthor's that he stole. Which, again... Yeah, so it makes more sense. Because it's like, why Why would Batman... God, it goes back to back to Batman not being a detective and doing all the shit himself. Like, he doesn't do anything outside of fight Superman. I feel like he doesn't do any of the legwork. He doesn't do any of the... Yeah, he stole his information from everyone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was just, like, kind of, like, mad to it. Because, yeah, I got what they were going for, but, yeah, it, it was definitely, like, rushed and... Along with that. ...manifested. Like, with Cyborg, they introduced what I'm assuming is a mother box, which is a t- technological device that Doomsday uses. It's invented on his planet. Did you say Doomsday or did you say Darkseid? I mean, excuse me, Darkseid. Dark <laughs> well, like, well, yeah, like, basically... Basically, that's it's what allows the Justice League to transport from that satellite to Earth like instantaneously. Yeah. It can basically do a bunch of stuff. And then No. Fifty Two Cyborg is made partially out of it. But like I said, if you're not a comic book fan like me. You're like, okay, Who it's not like the Cosmic Cube or it's Tesseract, whatever you want to call it, where they establish it in the movies. It's just kind of there where. Yeah, if you're not a comic book fan like me, you're probably like, what, what the fuck uh, was that? What is that? <laughs> it's like, I can't 
Cyborg? Who? <laughs> Who's that? Well, and that fact that, yeah, most people probably don't know. I think Cyborg the only is. one that the average moviegoer might have caught on to was because the TV Aquaman. show and Aquaman. I still think the uh, Crank Gustin Flash would have fit <laughs> instead of whoever this person was in the Doctor. I think yeah. Ezra Miller would be fine. He's a good actor. Yeah, but how can plus, you tell from that scene? Plus, Chris, based on how these movies have been, do you really want the film people polluting the TV shows with their great? <laughs> like, let's be honest. Do you really want those same people having their hands on the TV, which is good? Especially <laughs> The Flash, which yeah. is easily say, the best thing DC has done TV-wise since Batman anime series and just... Like, two, yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> right now, Arrow's kind of shitty right now, so... <laughs> I wouldn't recommend Have not that. seen it either. <laughs> Don't. Uh, Flash is good still yeah, right now. Flash is really good. Arrow's pretty terrible. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. Stephen Bell is going on uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too, yeah. so he, do- he doesn't care about Arrow right now. Yeah. Which, did you guys get that trailer from? No, we saw it in IMAX, uh, so we yeah. got Independence Day. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters. Oh, God, it still looks terrible. <laughs> and the worst yeah, part? And I wanted to like it, but it's like... This literally looks like the same movie Adam Sandler would make if he got the rights to Ghostbusters. It looks, it's a bunch of toilet humor. It's a bunch of well, the toilet humor. Because to... you said it went in every crack. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought that was a vagina joke. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, it, it throws in random references to the old movies without any context or understanding why they were awesome in the original movies. All, all I have to say is, we were sitting there watching that trailer, and the people behind us said, dude, 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 we got to see that. And I was just like, I just started shaking my head. I was like, this movie looks Like, scary. I hope it's good. Like, I'm not one of those dude bros that's like, yeah, screw remaking Ghostbusters, and they put chicks in it. Like, I want to like this movie. I like the cast, but it's like, right now, it doesn't look good. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> It's not because they're women. It's because there's no need to recast the characters. You're just gender swapping just to be different. Yeah, just, that's what it, it seems it's the, like. That, that was my problem. And just like the problem I have with remaking Roadhouse, that's a problem in itself. But then the second problem is, oh, Ronda Rousey's the star. Why? Oh, she, the lead character's a woman now. Why? Just so you can say it's different? Because, you know, if you put a man in there... The movie's going to do even worse than it's already going to do? No, it's not different. And that's my problem with it. And I heard some people behind us, I don't think they were the same ones, because they were excited at the beginning of the trailer, but I didn't hear a peep out of them when the trailer was over. Before they saw anything, when it said 30 years ago, 40 scientists saved New York City, they were like, Ghostbusters! And then once the chicks came on screen, I didn't hear a peep out of them. So I think they're kind of, that was their introduction to the trailer, they're like, ooh. Maybe it's not the movie I thought it was. Yeah, and like I said, I'll still give it a chance, just like I gave this movie a chance, but... The 3D stuck out on the IMAX screen, yeah, though, okay. but... But, yeah, other than the action and the like production design, it, it doesn't look very good right now. And then we got uh, Warcraft, which I'm looking forward to. Okay. I never played the games, yeah. but I think the movie looks good. So, I got the movie with the rock. Did they show the the, the, any of the Marvel trailers? Nope. Okay, DC must have put a boycott because I know Trillium. I know how they operate. (laughs) (laughs) They don't care what movie it is. You're going to get a Marvel trailer in front of that. Nope. And I I think DC probably put out a boycott like, 
You I better got, not show that Civil War trailer in front of our movie. I got the uh, the Rock Kevin Hart movie, The Conjuring Two. Yeah, the Central Intelligence. The Conjuring Two. Which the second trailer for Central Intelligence looks a lot better. I, I didn't see I the second trailer. I've only seen the first movie. Um, the Conjuring Two. Uh, I can't believe they showed that trailer in front of Batman vs Superman. That, they realized uh, kids Native are Native American it. based horror movie. I forget the name. Of oh, it, uh, with Kevin Bacon. Fuck! Fuck! I know this one. Yeah. It looks terrible, though. It does. Uh, it, does. it looks awful. Damn it. <laughs> I'll remember it later, but it comes out in May. I know what movie you're talking yep. about. Uh, the Darkness, uh, it might be, or some yeah. shit like that. It looks super. Um, what else did I get? Oh, Barbershop 2. Because <laughs> I guess the next cut. Is that the Black Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's Barbershop 3, actually. My bad. Yep, yeah, the next the cut. Next yeah. cut. Yeah. I just saw Shadow Which looks today. okay. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm going to see it because Nicki Minaj is in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what is that? We got one other thing that looked interesting. But I can't remember. Green Room. I know it wasn't. Green. No, it wasn't that. Because that's a backwoods horror <laughs> film that's that? rated R, so it's not going to be shown. Wasn't that? Oh, you're thinking about that. You know what's another spoiler from this movie? What? Just makes me want how more excited I am for Civil War. That's for sure. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, because it's similar, like, God. themes. But Civil War actually had set up, and they've established characters, and it seems like there's actually going to be characterization of the people that are being introduced, like Black Panther, which is why I don't care if War Machine dies. We have Black Panther. <laughs> and Luke Cage coming in September, so, uh, yeah. Even though he's one of my favorite characters from the comics, Anthony Mackie's portrayal is underwhelming, so, yeah, Falcon can die. War Machine can <laughs> die. As long as I got Black Panther and Luke Cage, I'm good. We got the A-list Black yeah. superheroes now. <laughs> and Marvel is saying they might bring Blade back, so it's like, yeah, like, uh, why, why, well, why, uh, hold, why do hold, we need the bench warmers when we got the All-Star? Well, hold on now. <laughs> I don't see how Blade's going to fit into the Marvel Studios cinematic universe Well, I think it's as a TV show. Like, Even as a TV uh, show, you know they're going to try and tie it together, and I don't see how Blade's going to fit into any of that. You've established Daredevil and The Punisher. We're not going to talk about that because I haven't finished it yet. But you've established those guys. I do not see how Blade's going to fit in there because Blade is also in New York. And I'm like, I mean, his first introduction was in a Spider-Man comic. Granted, it made sense because it was tied into a Michael Morgan. Well, I don't know. No, in the comics, it was Michael Morgan. Oh, okay. So that was something that the animated show did carry over then. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could do that in the movie. Have Michael Morbius be the villain and Blade come in. So then you get the mini Blade versus Spider-Man fight. And then maybe, but I don't see Blade being like, oh yeah, I want to join the Avengers. No, he'd be like, fuck the Avengers. I don't care. I deal with vampires. I don't deal with all that shit you guys do. All that stuff is for the Boy Scouts. How do you feel about Spider-Man, or not Spider-Man, Superman actually dying? Like, is that... Gonna, like I said, I was it's fine, fine with it. because I knew it was going to happen. I didn't know it was going to happen, but I was... I was like, oh, so you guys are doing the death of Superman. Fine. Yeah, we're just doing everything. I don't everything. think that comic is very good, but fine. No, I'm saying... Whatever. But I'm just saying... Now, like I said, it made sense logically for that to kind of be the rallying point for the Justice League. Because I get it, like, the Avengers, they kind of need that emotional... But technically, he's not point. even dead. Well, yeah. Because they like hint at the, the end. <laughs> oh, the dust is rising off his casket. He's yeah. going to rise. Or how the fact that they left out Green Lantern in like, the dossiers. Uh, 
Well, I don't think he's supposed to be in Justice League. I think they're I don't doing, think they're doing the Green Lantern movie until like yeah, 2020. Yeah, I think they're doing. I don't think he's going at least in the first Justice League movie. Yeah, I think they're. I think because which doesn't of, make any fucking sense. I think because of how they messed up with the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern, they're like, yeah, we'll intro- reintroduce Green Lantern on his own, and they have the for Justice League two. Because I was about to say, because like I, I, I'm personally not in that camp, but I know that. And I think they, like, and I think they also haven't made up their mind. Because I think they're trying to fight it, but there is a serious like fan. Roar for John Stewart to be Green Lantern. A lot of people don't really want Hal Jordan. They're kind of like me, because <laughs> a lot of people grew up on the cartoons and the Green Lantern. The cartoons is the black one, John Stewart. So that's the Green Lantern. They know that's the one they want to see. No, we can't have that. <laughs> yeah, but he's gonna do Fifty Two Power Rainer. Well, and then they haven't even made, uh, or maybe they did. Did they say on the dossier if this Flash is Wally or Barry? I'll say it looks like Wally to me. Yeah. I, I, they didn't say a name, so I don't know. I would assume it's Wally, so it's not confusing because the one on TV is Barry. Which then it would make more sense for Grey Lantern to be John Stewart. Well, see, if they had done it like Marvel, then you wouldn't have to worry. You could have just set up the TV shows. That way you didn't have to worry about character development for Arrow or The Flash. They could have just been coming over. Then you could have spent more time for somebody like Green Lantern. But no, we want to keep the universe separate, even though that turned out to be for the better. But that wasn't your intention, because I'm pretty sure you weren't like, well, we'll keep the universe separate, because we know we're going to do good with the TV shows, but our movies are going to fucking suck. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't the intention. Oh, no, they probably thought the opposite. Like, I'm sure the people at Warner Bros. are surprised the Flash is as good. Yeah, they probably and thought the TV shows are like, oh, that's too kiddish. That's not what we are all about. It's too silly. We're, we're more about adult-oriented, without losing the family audience, more adult-oriented. Even though I'm like, this movie isn't for families. No, it's not. This is the movie for those people that say, Batman isn't for kids, he's for me. Grown men. Yeah, grown men. Which, yeah, he's a dark character, but he's not these characters are supposed to be accessible to everybody. <laughs> well... Like, Batman uh, Animated Series is a dark show, but we watched it as kids. It was... Marketed it as a kid's show. It probably shouldn't have been because that show is really, really dark. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, I thought uh, the Clayface episode was kind of like a horror movie, right? Oh, and it was. It was kind of terrifying. It's like, oh, shit. And the way they did Two-Face's backstory is really psychologically dark. Yeah. They're, that's the show that introduced the sympathetic Mr. Freeze origin. Yeah. That's Mr. Freeze right there. Yeah. Revenge is a dish, Mr. Oh, uh, the implied Joker abuse of Harley Quinn. Suicide Squad. Uh, we'll see. I, I we'll can, see. David Ayer's yeah. doing it. Yeah. But the problem I have is that from the get-go, they were like, oh, it's going to be PG-13. That was always the plan. We never thought of rated R. So I'm like, so that means you held back on a lot of stuff. Now, I'm not saying by rated R, we need to have people's intestines being ripped yeah. out of their stomach. It's just the con- the subject matter yeah. will be neutered. Right. They're called the Suicide Squad for a reason. Yeah. But well, we'll see. Maybe yeah, it'll be... Well, at least it seems fun. Whereas this one is still that <laughs> fucking depressing as shit tone. True. I will agree. Suicide Squad seems like it's having fun. With yeah, these we'll, we'll see when the actual movie comes out. <laughs> yeah, we'll Might see. not be too fun when it's all said and done. <laughs> but... I want to talk about this. I read this yesterday. Apparently, they were playing a Batman Superman movie, you know, years back. 
But there's a lot of interesting stuff here. Yeah, I know they were, and I've heard a lot about it. And <laughs> what did you hear? Uh, about the plot. Well, did you hear about who was developing these things? Uh-uh. I think. Like, I know there was a Akiva. plot in that movie where, yeah, I think it's Batman's wife becomes the Joker. No. Uh, That's not the one. The one I read, <laughs> Batman and Superman were friends. They're both, like, Batman retired because at this point, the Joker's dead. Robin's dead, uh, Alfred's dead, and Commissioner Gordon's dead. Right. I guess from old age, because Bruce Wayne is long since retired. Right. Clark gets a divorce from Lois. She's never seen. Bruce is about to get married to some lady. I don't think she's from the comics at all. No. Just some lady called Elizabeth. Yep, no, she's not. Superman saves Metropolis from a mass terrorist, only for the terrorists to blast them with kryptonite and get away. Soon after, Clark serves as best man at Bruce's wedding to a woman called Elizabeth, but days later, she's killed on their honeymoon, seemingly by the same terrorists. Bruce tells Clark that he holds him responsible. Bruce begins to investigate the murder, and soon discovering that a mysterious resurrected Joker is behind the violence. In the end, Batman attempts to kill the Joker in Metropolis, while Superman vows to stop him. The two battle, and in a bloody tie, before it's revealed that Lex Luthor is behind the whole plot. They're so very similar. To what? Well, not to this movie. Well, yeah. Not in any way. <laughs> well, I was about to say, it's kind of similar to the animated movie from the 90s. Now, Wolfgang Peterson was going to do the movie. Okay. But the interesting part is some of the names that were thrown around here. Now, for the two leads, the people they had considered, Johnny Depp, Matt Damon, Colin Farrell, James Franco, Jude Law, and Paul Walker. As who? I guess to be either Superman or Batman. And then years later, Peterson said that he had also considered Josh Hartnett and Christian Bale, but Christian Bale worked, was to be Superman. Oh, no, that would have worked. Yeah, that would have been a lot different from what we actually got. But the project got scrapped. At the same time that they were uh, working on this, the Batman vs. Superman one, because there was two different... They wanted to do a Batman vs. Superman one, but then yep. there was a solo Batman movie that was being developed at the time by... Uh, Darren Aronofsky, he was working mm-hmm. on one. Yep. And then, I can't remember who was doing, uh, well, obviously, there was the Tim Burton Superman film that was, yep. thank God, never happened. But I thought it was interesting, some of the people that were involved with the project, because it seemed like... Uh, and then there was that Justice League movie that never got off the ground. Yeah, the George Miller one. Yep. Which is a shame, because considering what this movie became... The George Miller Justice League would have been a breath of fresh air and probably would have done better by the characters than what Zack Snyder has done. Very possible. Well, actually, I'm not going to say probably. It would have done better by the characters (laughs) than what Zack Snyder has done. Because this is the problem that I'm talking about. I talked about this when we did our Fantastic Four review in which you get these directors taking on the projects for these superhero films, but some of them, like Josh Trank, like Christopher Nolan to an extent, and like Zack Snyder, don't seem to actually embrace the characters as they are in the comic books and feels the need to make them something they're not. Oh, we got to make this super realistic because this other stuff is just silly. It's like, well... Which is not funny because there's a... Lex Luthor is completely silly. But he's supposed to be realistic, you know, for our generation, the kind of Lex Luthor that would arise from our generation. But, uh, yeah, that concludes our review. Once again, we are The Midnight Watch, where our mother is. That it all watch for you against bad movies. You can find a show by searching the Stitcher Radio app. 
for the Midnight Watch or just simply go to our main site, The Midnight Watch, all one word, .com. And thanks for listening. Good night, everybody. Good night. Later.